This is Knesset Corner with Rabbi Dov Lippmann. I'm Scott Kahn, and the whiff of scandal is in the air regarding Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. It all started back, at least in my mind, it started back in November with that order of submarines from Germany, and there turned out to be some sort of conflict of interest issue with Netanyahu's cousin being involved in their manufacture, stands to earn millions of dollars from it. And then this seemed to morph in the news to case 1,000 and case 2,000, case 1,000 being Netanyahu's receiving over $100,000 worth of gifts, supposedly, from American donors, and case 2,000 which may be even more serious, is about his talking to the publisher of Idiot Achronot to ensure good coverage in exchange for closing down a rival paper. These are serious allegations. Robert Lippmann, what do you have to say about it? So there's two things uh, from your introduction that I actually want to correct. It's not a whiff of scandals. There are scandals. And it's not that he supposedly took gifts. He took gifts. And why am I saying that? If this was a police investigation, the prime minister is denying everything. At that point, I, as a responsible citizen, have to say, okay, we have absolutely no idea what actually happened. There's a police investigation. We'll find out at the end of that investigation. The prime minister's circle is not denying the fact that he received these gifts from this American businessman. Nobody's denying that. In fact, the lawyers are saying there's nothing criminal about taking gifts from friends. The moment they're acknowledging that it happened, now I believe it's fair for us to actually talk about it because I really believe scandals, rumors, investigations, it's not our, our place to be involved in discussing it. But once they've acknowledged and admitted it, now I believe we can discuss it. And therefore, it's not a whiff of a scandal. There's a real scandal here of a prime minister taking that much money and value of gifts. The, the, the tapes with, with Noni Moses, no one's denying it. I mean, they're all acknowledging that there was some kind of a conversation going on. People are saying that it's not criminal. So it's not just uh, someone's out to get the prime minister. There are real things that happened here. And it's important, in my perspective, to frame the conversation from that perspective. Well, as a former Javier Knesset, what do you think about all of this? What, what does this mean for the country? I'm happy you asked the question that way because I'm, I'm hearing people say, it's just cigars, stop with the witch hunt, this kind of almost flippant about what the prime minister and his people are acknowledging happened, that he received these gifts. The first week that I was in the Knesset, we sat down with the general counsel of the Knesset, and he met with the new members of the Knesset to explain to us, he's now our attorney, some of the new expectations in our uh, new role as elected officials. And one of the things that he said to us was, you should not accept gifts from anyone. You should not accept gifts from anyone. And he said, ranging from someone who comes to your office and gives you something lavish and expensive to you're having a coffee with someone and they offer to pay for the coffee. You should not accept anything from anyone. It's not illegal to accept them. It's, it's illegal if there's a quid pro quo, if there's a, in return for something. But he said in order to avoid even the appearance ever of anyone ever suspecting that you are making decisions for the personal benefit of yourself or that person and not for the benefit of the state of Israel, avoid taking any kinds of gifts at all. This is the, the guidance that we received from our attorney. And therefore, from my perspective, to know that there's a prime minister and his staff that are acknowledging he did receive hundreds of thousands of shekel worth of gifts, from my perspective, that's case closed, not in terms of a criminality of the situation. That's for the police and the prosecutors to decide. But it's case closed in terms of a person who can have the trust of the public because now we have to worry. Were decisions made? Are decisions being made to benefit the person who's giving him those gifts? 
By the way, I'm not jumping and saying, therefore, bring down the whole government, let's go to elections, which one might suspect is my interest as someone who's in the opposition and will be running uh, for the Knesset and to replace this government. I'm not saying that. The Likud has capable people who can lead a government, continue the current government, that's fine, but the person at the helm of that government cannot be someone who's under suspicion of potentially making decisions for someone who we know for a fact has given him these kinds of gifts. So are you suggesting that the prime minister resign? I believe that the right thing at this point is for the the public to cry out and say, we cannot have a sitting prime minister who's in this position. Now, how technically this plays out, is there a mechanism in place for the prime minister to step aside from the duties of prime minister? Uh, you know, in America, you have the 25th Amendment, and there's a, a pretty easy uh, process to do this in terms of letters that are written, and then the prime minister could come back, theoretically, the president could come back after the scandal's over. But I don't believe it's in the interest of Israel at the moment to have a prime minister who has to make all the decisions that he has to make and has to have the trust of the public when there's this cloud in terms of can we trust him or not. I will say one more thing, and that is how is he functioning um, as prime minister with the investigations ongoing? There's no doubt there are significant hours with attorneys and there's thoughts and and your mind is is not clear to be able to deal with the issues of the day of security and the economy and the well-being of the state of Israel. That's also something which, as this drags out much longer than I would want it to, has to be a question as well. Can a person properly function when there is a real serious, not just witch hunt, not just a media uh, circus, but a real serious police and and justice ministry investigation? That's something which I think calls into question his ability to function as prime minister. Well, let me talk about one of the second scandals right now. Talking about the Moses case, Yidiot Achronot, isn't it true that the supposed bribe or whatever it is that's on the tapes was rejected by Netanyahu at the end. For whatever his reasons are, didn't he say, I won't do it? So I, again, I don't know exactly what the tapes say or don't say. That's for the police and the prosecutors to work out. And I'm not saying the prime minister did anything criminal. That's for the police and the prosecutors to decide. But again, for me, let me just give you a little history here. I was a sitting member of Knesset, and a law came to the Knesset floor. The law was called the Israel Hayom Law. Just to give some brief background, Israel has very strict uh, campaign finance laws. There's really a, a, the government uh, provides the candidates and the campaigns with their funding. There's very little that you can get from the private sector. The maximum is just a few thousand shekel from any person. It's very different, let's say, in the United States, where hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions, are poured in by private people into campaigns. In Israel, it's very strict, and I applaud Israel for having those kinds of rules. The private sector cannot have the, the influence on who wins and loses elections the way they do in the United States. The prime minister found a creative way around that, and uh, there's a very wealthy uh, individual from the United States, Sheldon Allison, who is funding a newspaper called Israel Hayom, which the prime minister during these last few weeks has acknowledged is working for him, meaning until the last few weeks, there was some question about that. He's acknowledged that it works for him. In these tapes, the discussion in the tapes is the prime minister essentially shutting down Yisrael Hayom if the Diot Achronot starts covering him in a Not positive way. Not from a governmental way. way, meaning he would shut it down as essentially a shareholder, someone who runs it. Correct, correct. So we all of a sudden have an acknowledgement from a prime minister of Israel 
involved, number one, yes, I do have my own little private newspaper, which allows me to win elections and campaigns because I could put in that newspaper whatever I want, and I'm also giving it out for free to people, which is a right for a private business to have, but not necessarily a right for a prime minister to have, um, but also trying to influence the other newspaper to write positive things about him. We live in democracy with freedom of speech where there cannot be that level of engagement and involvement in the media. Let me add one more point. He also insisted on being the communications minister who was in charge of the regulations of all these. The, the conflicts of interest that are at work over here, uh, the, the legislation that we were working on in the, in the Knesset was we felt that it was inappropriate or people felt it was inappropriate for the prime minister to have this newspaper given out for free. We couldn't close it down. The law was going to say that every newspaper has to charge something to, le- to level the playing field uh, in, in the state of Israel. That was the law. Did, know, it, did it pass? It, it, it did not pass. Well, the law passed, but only in the first step. The prime minister has said, by the way, that he called elections. Two billion shekels to the Israel economy and the shutdown of the government for a period of time because that law passed, and he wanted to make sure it didn't go any further. He wrote that on his own Facebook page. It's not me speculating. It's think, Take a step back and think about what's going on over here. It's a, it's a level of prime ministerial involvement in the media. It's a level of manipulation. It's a level of lack of separation of powers, so to speak, of letting the freedom of the press work, which is something which, again, it might not be criminal. It might not be criminal. But how can people sit back quietly while a sitting prime minister is known, not suspected, known to have acted in this way? I want to emphasize again, the police are deciding was it criminal or not. That's their job. I have absolutely no idea, and I'm not going to render an opinion about that. But to know that these facts took place at his sitting prime minister is something which I, as a citizen of the country who cares passionately about this country, cannot sit back and be quiet about. And I'm hoping that other people, and there will be some kind of a massive outcry from our country, which says we cannot tolerate this. We have a moral compass as a people, and someone else should be prime minister. Again, not elections, not bring down the government. Same government, same policies, just someone else should be at the helm who can actually be trusted and we can know is focusing on leading the country and not all these investigations. Let me ask you to speculate on something. I don't know if this is something you feel comfortable doing. Why hasn't the public made such an outcry yet? It seems so clear that even if a person is the biggest Likud supporter in the world, Netanyahu is preoccupied at the very least. Why are people not saying, let somebody else be prime minister already? It's very possible, and I'm completely speculating here, as you said. There have been all of these scandals. Every other week, the media is talking about a scandal. People are busy. People are working. People are raising families. Uh, they're, they're, they're busy with their lives. And I don't know how many people take the time to study the facts of each one. The truth is, there's a certain uh, phrase that I hear out there of, Nimas I, I've had enough of this already. I don't want to even focus on these scandals anymore. Uh, because... The media, and I, and I do feel that this is something which the media can be blamed for, has made a big deal about nothing in the past. They should not have been talking about scandals when there was no real serious police investigation, where there was no acknowledgement uh, from the prime minister's side of anything that he's done. I think that was, that was wrong, and I think that has also led the general public to be numb 
uh, to the next scandal and the next scandal and the next scandal. And that's a shame uh, because they're not realizing that there's something real here. And there is a real breach of trust, even if it's not criminal. And there is a real distraction for the prime minister. And I think that people are just not interested in hearing it anymore. Which does lead me to one last point, which is there is a report, hopefully, which will be published about uh, Operation uh, Protective Edge, the war that we had two and a half years ago, which is extremely critical of the prime minister. That could be something which generates uh, interest from the public because that's our sons and daughters going to war. That's loss of life. That is Israel's security. And if there is a real report, not about some kind of a scandal with the police, but of a real issue of who is protecting the security of Israel, that could be something which generates the interest of the public. And that is something which could trigger the uproar, which leads to some changes in terms of leadership. I'm Scott Kahn with Rabbi Dov Lippman. This is Ben Knesset Corner.